Welcome to Make Your Life Magnificent with coaches Jackie and Mimi, co-founders of The Resting Mind. We're keeping it real with Generation X women talking about the stuff that keeps you up at night. From managing the demands of your career to finding happiness in your life and everything in between. Each week, we'll help you close the gap between your conscious goals, the results you want to achieve, and your subconscious settings, your thoughts and beliefs, by sharing tools and strategies based in brain science and energy. You know her, the woman who is a superstar at work. She gets the plum assignments, the seat at the table, the promotion, and the money. You're happy for her because you know she really does deserve it. Heck, you're even inspired by her and you'd love to be in her shoes, but you can't figure out how she does it. In today's episode, we're giving you the inside scoop. We're talking about the seven habits to accelerate your career. Hey, Mimi. Hey, Jackie. How are you? I'm great because it's spring. It's spring in New York and it's such a delightful time. That's just the best way to describe it. It's just delightful. The air starts to feel warmer. The days are longer and the flowers and the flowering trees are incredible. Doesn't it make you appreciate the warm weather more? I, I say this all the time where yeah. if I lived, there's a part of me, it's like, oh, I'd love to live somewhere warm all the time. But I do look forward to I it. Forward to I like it. the change of seasons, even though I'm not a huge fan of winter. I'm starting to learn how to appreciate it more and more. This is probably my most favorite time of year or June, even where it's even warmer, but it's not blazing hot. I used to never like the summer, but now that I have a pool, I like can't wait. <laughs> To yeah, the point, right? Yeah. And that's that's really what it's about. It's about adjusting. And I, I wouldn't mind moving someplace where the winters weren't as cold or yeah, as long. Our, our winters can be tough. This winter was harder. The past couple weren't that bad. This winter was hard. And it's just, I want to be outside. I love being outside and Feels feeling good. the fresh air and the being sun. able to walk in yeah. the mornings and being able to exercise without feeling like I'm dragging my butt out of bed. Yeah. In those dark mornings. Oh, oh I remember when we used to commute, what oh. that was like. Scott, I just talked about that this morning. I set my alarm for 5.30 and I am a morning person, but my daughter was off last week, which meant I didn't have to get up at the crack of dawn and whatever. So I set my alarm for 5.30 and I laid in bed till six because I was like, oh, Oh. and I said to Scott, how would I ever go back to the grind of a long commute, especially from New York, where if I got up at 5.30, it would be too too late, really, because I'd have to leave my house at 7.10 to be on a 7.30 train to get into the office by nine. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. I used to get up before in the morning. Okay. Well, talking about careers and habits around careers, that's the perfect segue. And we didn't even plan that. No, we didn't plan it. Well, you know us, we like to like, go off the cuff a little bit. Otherwise, what's the point? What's the point? But we're talking today about the seven habits that we have either put in place ourselves and saw ourselves climb the ladder, or we see other really successful women do. And today we're sharing them with you. So we are going to walk through all seven with you, give you our little common, you know, commentary about them and we're going to share some stories around them because you know story time with Jackie story time with Jackie and Mimi otherwise what's the point and we're excited this is week two of us not only recording the podcast audio but we are doing video on zoom we are going to edit all of these, put them on a YouTube channel. So for those of you who want to listen, you can. For those of you who want to see our funny faces, you we can do that too. We make funny faces throughout. 
We, I am so expressive. So I'm going to share a story, story time with Jackie. I am very expressive. She's very expressive. I have always been expressive. And I have a, my old boss, her husband was also very expressive. And they used to come for Christmas all the time. They would, they, they are Jewish. They weren't, they, it's not like, I was going to say they were Jewish. They still are Jewish, but they're Jewish. They didn't celebrate the holidays. So mm-hmm. they would come Christmas day every year. And it was lovely with their kids. And the first big holiday we spent together after they left, I turned to my husband, Scott, and I said, God, Scott, my Allison's husband, my boss's husband. Oh, I didn't is, know that was her yeah, husband's, that's name, husband's too. name is like a Muppet. He's just so expressive. <laughs> he's got this big Muppet mouth and he's always like making these faces. And what did Scott, your Scott, Scott say? You're a like, Muppet oh, that's too. Funny. No, that's so funny. We just, you know, laughed it off. So we go back to work a few days later and Allison was like, oh my gosh, thank you for having us. And I said, I have to tell you, your husband's a Muppet. He goes, what? She goes, I, I can't believe you said that. I said, what are you talking about? You're offended? She's like, no. Scott left, got in the car and said, Jackie's a Muppet. So now we do this whole thing, and then we had this this whole thing where every time we saw each other, we actually. If if anyone has seen the Muppets or a Muppet show, if you watch to put on makeup, it's time to dress up right. (laughs) It's time to get things started on the Muppet show tonight. Oh, I don't remember all the words, but I do. So there is. If you've ever seen a Muppet move, they always stick. I'm going to do it for those of you on that are going to watch the video. They stick their neck out. And they kind of move forward with their neck before their body. So every time we saw each other is what we used to, we used to do that to each other. So that is my expression. So the whole point of that tangent is if you want to see these crazy expressions, you're going to have to come and check out our YouTube channel. You're going to have to come. I I make expressions, but not like the Muppet to my right. The Muppet. (laughs) I'm doing my whole show. Okay. All right, ladies, let's get to it. Be, but I Habit want, number one, don't act like a Muppet at work. Oh, is that, is that really? No, it? I'm no. teasing. So, so we really <laughs> want to, before we get started, we want to encourage you guys, if you haven't already, come on over and join our amazing Facebook community, Just Gen X Talking Business Career and Life with Bold and Brave Women. It is an unbelievable, incredibly supportive group. We focus a ton in the group on building your business and um, accelerating your career. So we do live coaching on both of those topics. We're doing one today, as a matter of fact. Yes, but today is not today. I know. No, I know. I'm just saying. (laughs) Yes, we are. We're doing one today. We're we're recording on April 6th. So, So we do all of these great things. We have Ask Me Anythings. We have free tutorials we have we're in the webinars we're in there all we're in there all the time and the other thing is we're in there every day answering questions or just giving feedback or just engaging in conversation we'd love to do that the other thing is also very often we will ask you what do you need help with and from that we will put together content just for that a great example of that is the negotiation webinar now this is dropping after the negotiation webinar happens but that was perfect example of something that came out of a question where we said, what do you guys need help with? And people said negotiating. So and if you are listening to this, you're probably thinking negotiations and that we'll do it again. response yeah. that we've got yeah. and that tight, tense response. So we are really excited ladies to be offering all of this to you. So come on over and join us. Okay. Let's do, let's, let's get started. We as 
Gen X women want to encourage you to accelerate your career. And we want to give you the tools. Habits are really important for us to start to embed so that we can create processes and patterns that work for us and work towards our goal, which is why we do this. Okay, number one, know and declare what you want instead of letting your career unfold for you. Why are we saying this? Because ladies, out of every 10 clients that come to us about their career and want to be coached, eight of them say that they have gotten to this point because their career has unfolded for them, not because they have strategically planned where they want to go in their career. Right. And ladies, you need to decide what you want your career to look like, and then you need to take those actions. You cannot just let it happen to you. You need to make it happen. And I can't can't say that enough. I can't stress that enough. And I'm going to risk sounding like an annoying, like an annoying person right now, but saying that things came up like recessions, which has happened, especially for Gen X women or the pandemic or 9-11, right? We all went through terrible time then. And that derailed you does not count. And what I mean by that is when you have a, an end in mind, even if something comes up beyond your control and these things will always happen, what happens is when you have an end in mind, you can recalibrate much faster than if you're just kind of floating in the ocean, right? So you want to make sure that you have your eye on the goal. And now the goal can change over time. That's okay. But make sure you know where you're going. Otherwise, you're, the day, the time that you spend every day is just kind of going to be wishy-washy, really. The pro, you know, I mean, it really goes back to the projects that you take on or ask to take on or the direction that you're taking every single day is really impacted by this. So have a clear end in mind so that you can focus on that. And your end in mind may not be to have this CEO, CMO, no. vice president, that we're not putting pressure on you to have to declare that I need to move up the corporate ladder, but I want to encourage you, we want to encourage you to decide what you want your career to look like. Often, you know, we do, Mimi and I do a lot of clubhouses. We are on clubhouse every Monday evening at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with an incredible group of ladies. And what we have heard so often is this almost panic about their them being in their 40s. Yes. And I, I, I need to have this happen fast, or I don't know what to do, or I don't have much time left. It's almost urgency. And there's no, slow your pace, slow your roll. Mm-hmm. If you've gotten to this point and you haven't declared what you wanted and you haven't been decisive and kind of focused on that precision, that's okay. You can start doing that now without feeling like you're catching up like catching don't up. yeah yes. don't take it from like oh my god i don't have all this time to catch up like you are where you are that's perfectly fine now just take some time to figure out like what's the next step and it doesn't have to be something that is concrete and overthought just have a sense even a sense of where you want to go is better than no direction at all because what will happen is check it off and what will happen is people then get so tangled up and i need to know the exact place 
And then they get stuck in overwhelm and analysis paralysis and do nothing. Yes. And that's, nothing is not the answer. No, it's not the answer. So really decide what you want next in your career, then plan for it, and then check in with yourself to make sure you're on that right path or you're on the path. Don't just stay in your job because you've been there for 10 years. If that's not making you happy. We always say, I think I've said this every week for the past couple of weeks, we want to empower you Gen X women so that you're not waking up and saying, is this it? And instead saying, this is it. And really owning it. Yeah, it's a big difference. It's a huge difference. It feels good in your gut. Ooh, Jackie, you turned into a Muppet right before my eyes. Of course I did. Of course I did. Okay, number two. Mimi, you want to tell them a little bit about number two? So make sure, I'm just looking at my notes, make sure that you, you want to understand, align yourself with your boss's expectations, right? So make sure that you are clear on what the expectations are of your boss, of your department, of your division, of the company, right? And then you can align yourself and how you are going to respond to those expectations. Again, there can be a huge disconnect if there's not that clarity there. And it's incumbent upon you to really make sure that you understand what the direction is. You know, we can very often say, well, there's no communication or there's no direction. And I understand that very often it can seem like there isn't any direction, but it's upon you to understand that direction as well as you can. And, and get and ask for that conversation, right? What does success look like for you in that position? And have that conversation with your client, right. with your clients, with, with your, your boss, right. right? So oftentimes I'm, we're dealing with different clients and we're talking to different clients and what they're saying to us is, you know, I got a bad review and I had no idea I wasn't doing well. My boss didn't tell me. My boss didn't give me any feedback. Well, if you're not getting feedback, that's on you to ask for the feedback. Now, we can blame other people for the way they lead, but the only person, the only person you can control is yourself. So if you are thinking about, okay, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm wondering what I'm getting judged on and I don't know, that needs to be clearly identified. You need to check in. You need to know how they, your boss, the department, your team, your organization is going to judge success. And then you need to step into that, into that so that you are succeeding. I had a client recently and we had this conversation and he said, um, it was, a, it's a, he, so yes, I do. I do coach men as well. And he said to me, I, my boss gave me and, and had this talk with me and I, about some, a couple of things I wasn't doing well and I, that I need to work on. And I said, okay. And I said, well, what does he expect of you? And he just stared at me and I said, well, you need to have that conversation And then I said, you need to put that on the calendar this week to have the conversation. What, how do you expect me to show up? What do you think success looks like? What are your metrics for success? And he was uncomfortable even having that conversation with his boss. How come? Because he, well, a couple of reasons. One is because his boss was coming back from vacation. He felt like it was too much of an, again, agreeableness. We're going to talk about these, these traits in a further issue, but his agreeableness is very high and his neuroticism is very high. So when that happens, you get over worried when you're not going to be agreeable. And mm. so his natural trait is to make everybody else comfortable, even if it could be detrimental to his sure. own career. Yeah. So ladies, as you're listening to this, I want you to think about 
Am I asking those right questions? Mm-hmm. Am I finding out what those expectations are? And am I, am I following through on those and, and making sure that I'm checking in often, not just my every six month feedback loop or review. Right. Or because like that, that can, ha- those, that's the last time, like, that's the last place you want to get this information, right? How many of us, we don't want to think about reviews because they're stressful. We, that some companies, you know, they kind of just fall off and they never happen. Other companies, one company that I'd worked at at a long time, it was a big deal, but then there was such pressure around it. It was a stressful kind of situation and people scrambled and I never scrambled because I always kept notes on what I was working on, what I wanted to, where I wanted to grow, where I thought I was struggling, where, so when review time came, I just had to spend a few hours reviewing those notes because I made an effort to regularly check in with myself and even my boss, if, they, if I had boss. to give You have to give yeah. the boss because otherwise you could be, you could be on a path that you think is correct. Yeah. And it's not. There were never surprises. I never had any surprises. So you, it's really upon you to really take it into your own hands. I want to pause. I want to take your career into your own hands. Yes. I want to give a little pivot here. It's on the same topic, but I want to kind of expand it out. For you ladies who are maybe job hunting and interviewing, I really encourage you, I want to encourage you to ask this question of the people you're interviewing, especially your direct, who you're going to report to. What are the expectations that you have for the person in this job? And what does success look like? Here's the thing. That's a great question. Because if they can't answer it, they are not the boss that you want to be under. Because if they don't know what that looks Mm -hmm. like, they have no idea on how they're going to judge you by gut or by feelings or by something mood, (laughs) something that they thought they communicated to you, but didn't, if they don't know what success looks like in that job, that is a complete red flag. And I want to bring that up because a lot of women that we work with are interviewing and I encourage them and they will walk away now from jobs that don't highlight or can't tell them expectations or what success looks like because they realize it they're setting themselves up for failure and that's not okay so really think about what those expectations and making sure you're always checking in with them expectations as we know from our blog post um and being the highest traffic driver to our site yeah people really want to understand expectations and want their expectations to work for them and this is how you can help do that All right. Number three, habit number three, ladies, setting boundaries. Okay. As women, high emotional intelligence, wanting to be agreeable, wanting to really, um, you know, be likable. That's, that's really where I'm going with this. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. It's Mm -hmm. so hard to set boundaries. We want to be the fixers, right? We're the ones that take care of everything. We take care of everything in our home. We take care of everything in our work. And what happens is we get stretched too thin and the most successful people set boundaries and say, no, this is a place where I struggled in my corporate career, being perfectly honest. And now knowing what I know about my own assessment, I have very high, um, not openness, conscientiousness, Mm -hmm. right? Does that? Yeah. Right. And so I have to think for a second, um, the four metrics that we look at, and that's an indicator of someone who, again, like will want to make it easy for everybody else. And and I'm agreeable. Very high on agreeable. Those combinations, while it's, you know, people always, I was always picked to be team leader and work in a team because I'm so good with working with a variety of personalities. At the same time, at the flip side, 
it could be difficult for me to set those boundaries that needed to be set sometimes. So that's something you really want to look at. And then when you do that, you can then, when you set boundaries, it comes with knowing your priorities, right? So when you think about this, ladies, if you look at your whole day and you look at the priorities, you can really start to say, I can't fit this in. No, I can't do this. And this, that's really important for you to be able to say, you know what? I appreciate that this is important. Here are my list of priorities. If this is really important and you absolutely need me to take the lead, where can I delegate off of my priorities? That is what successful people look like. Yes. Next, number four, problem solver instead of problem panicker. Okay. So are you the person that goes to your boss freaking out, right? That is not the sign of a leader. The sign of a leader is someone who maybe feels it and is like, oh my God, there's a problem, but then takes time to come up with a couple of solutions, right? Be the problem solver. Don't be the one that's like running around, you know, alarming the fire bell. I, so I, story time with Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> I had a boss. First of all, he was six, five. So his arms and legs were like Gumby. No, long, long, long arms and legs. And he, we used to call him the arsonist firefighter because as soon as something happened, he'd be like, ah, meanwhile, <laughs> make everything bigger than it was. Is this the guy that was from Dartmouth? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Everything had to be bigger than it was. He was like, ah. And, <laughs> and so we used to laugh instead of, and then he would like then come in and swoop in and be a problem. But it was almost like he brought the crescendo, right? Up like, like almost yeah. like a conductor. And then he swoops in and he brings everybody back to harmony. It was so obnoxious and it was so obvious. Oh, it's so stressful. Yeah. I mean- it's so stressful for no reason. Now, not everybody does that. People just don't know how to handle it. So you, if you want to be successful in your career, you need to create a habit of problem solving. Or if you don't mm-hmm. have the solution, if you can't solve the problem, at least come with an idea towards a solution yes. and calmly communicate it to your boss. So for example, I was in sales. If something tech went wrong with some kind of digital placement, cause Hey, it happened all the time, mm-hmm. especially in the digital world. I used to have uh, someone on my team who would come over and, <sighs> and freak out and this Ugh. isn't okay. And my clients pay and just, just, berating me, you need to fix this. And I would say, okay, look, things happen. You can't change what happened, but coming at me in a situation like this is not solving anything. No, it's low level energy. I mean, it gets everyone stressed, but listen, even aside from that, it's low level energy, but it gets everyone stressed out. It releases, I'm sure your stress chemicals were starting to, you know. And so I always used to say, well, what do you, what would you like to do that's going to make the client happy? And then let's fix it with our tech. Let's fix it with our tech team. But what will you, what do you want to do to make the client happy? How can we make this right? Now, if she came to me and said, look, this happened. This is what, what was supposed to go on. This is what ended up happening and I'd like to do this for my client and we need to get this fixed. That's a very big difference. Now, funny enough, 
she, while she was really a successful salesperson, two things happened. One, she never was able to grow in the, up the corporate ladder because that was the perception. Sure. So we knew, so, right? So want to be successful, accelerate your career. That's not how you do that. Yeah. Secondly, she ended up leaving sales because she realized that that was her persona and that was always her persona and she couldn't change it. And what did she, what kind of role did she go into? She took a role in nonprofit. Nonprofit role, not sales. Yeah, not to, oh, I would still imagine though that that follows you anywhere. Like that, oh, you know, I'm getting, sure it getting does, so But upset. I think having that, whatever it was, sales didn't work for her, but yeah. it was just interesting. Well, so sales is very high pressure too. It's high pressure. But so ladies, if you are listening and you are, you know, a lot of you guys may think, oh, I'm a problem solver. I'm a problem solver. But I wouldn't be saying this if everybody was a problem solver. So right. really take a look at a couple of things. One is, do you solve problems or do you panic? Secondly, if you start getting stressed when a situation happens, there's something else that happens to the cortisol point that Mimi was talking about mm -hmm. earlier. Our brains, when cortisol happens, our brain isn't able to see outside of what's right in front of us. So problem solving really is about fixing things and thinking about things differently. And you can't do that if you are in that no, fight or flight, state, right? That's because your brain isn't processing the information correctly. You're not going to come up with a solution. So if you are someone that is identifying with this, and you're like, oh, this might be me, start to practice and become more aware of what happens when you're triggered, right? Yes. And then start to put things into place. Like Jackie and I always talk about the six seconds of separation, right? So take a couple of deep breaths for five or six seconds to calm down and recalibrate. Kind of have some go-to practices to help you deal with it so that you can get to a place where you can be more proactive in giving solutions. I, I think that's a great, remember, you could sing Living on a Prayer if you yes. want to for your Would you six like seconds. for us to sing? No. No? Okay. Not today. Okay. Are you feeling shy? No, I'm never shy. I'm, just, <laughs> I'm kidding. I just don't feel like singing today. Can you imagine that? Me not feeling like singing. But um, I do want to add to that though, that whole idea of this problem solving is, you know, you said the six seconds, the separation. If you want to become and kind of create the habit of problem solving, stop and go backwards to the root cause of the problem. Yeah. As opposed to just trying to pull the dandelion from the tip. Yeah. Because if you do that, if you think, okay, let's go backwards and like get to that root of the problem, you'll be able to see the linear link to where the breakdown was. And that is a great habit on how to solve a problem that I think you could start implementing. Right? Yeah. And not like that, then you, you lessen the chance of this becoming a repeat problem. Yeah. That's, so that's important that's also. Jackie, I'm going to let you talk about the next one, which is one of your favorites, which is progress, not perfection. We are. And it's so funny because I'm progress. I'm perfection. And she's perfection. And it's why our business works so well, because I will push her to make progress and she will push me to be more perfect. And so this, it's a really nice balance when you, if you guys are out there and listening and you are in a corporate environment or in a business environment, if you can find your yin to your yang in these kinds of scenarios, they can bolster, they can fill those gaps for you so beautifully. Right. So let's talk a little bit about this. Perfectionism is a dangerous place it is. to operate from With, to an extreme, yes, right? to an extreme, to an extreme progress is a dangerous place to operate from to an extreme, right? Because then you're just 
flushing forward without any conscientiousness on what it might mean for a business or for your career or for the situation or the program, or you can get stuck in perfectionism we are focusing on making sure everything's perfect. Now, here's the, the tell with perfectionism I want to kind of challenge you ladies with. If you are trying to get something perfect, make sure you're trying to get the right thing perfect that's going to move forward what needs to move forward. Yes, that's the best description. Yeah. So yes. for, you know, if you are in your career, if there is a specific, you know, you're closing a deal and it's a big piece of business, Put all your effort there. Don't worry about, you know, the presentation. The, right. Right. Here's a, to that point, right? Put your effort on making sure the numbers are correct, making sure the offer is correct, making sure that the client will understand and be able. But if you are spending time on the font, it's not selling the business. It's and not I, selling. And I laugh because, so in my corporate career, this is where Jackie and I are a little bit different because that was my job. Yes. And, and so the way it's kind of reflected in our business is that, so I was in marketing. So I was the person writing the presentation or putting the presentation together. And very often a salesperson who was under a lot of pressure to close the business. And at the end of the day, that is the most important thing because that's what keeps keeping the organization running, right? And they would go out there and they'd slap, so we would design a beautiful deck and then they would slap two slides in there that had like a different template. And I would have a stroke because it was off brand and it was this and that. And they were like, what's the big deal? And sometimes I will find that you do the same thing. Yeah. When we're doing something, she'll put something together. And I'm like, I think to my, I, I know yeah. exactly where it's coming from. She's a salesperson. She wants to close the business. And I got to admit, as much as it kills me, that's that's important. It's more important than the thought being that's, that's the perfectionism. And it's killing me to say those words. No. But that's the perfectionism, right? We don't want to be off brand where I'm using... Um, I'm using dark red magenta when our colors are hot pink, black, right. and white. Right. So there's a there is a difference to what we do, right? We need to we need to there needs to be it. a balance. But, but the at the end of the day, yes. right? Like all of those at the end of the day, the most important thing is to bring the business in. Yes. And so you want to think about at work when you're working on a project, what is the most important thing? Well, the most important thing is to reach the objective of the project or reach the, the goals of the department or your boss or that kind of thing and let go of some of the other stuff. Yeah. You just you have get, to. You'll get stuck in that, in that cycle. And what, what happens when you get stuck in that cycle is you're seen as someone who doesn't get stuff done. Right. So you need to be seen as someone who gets stuff done. So really getting out of that perfectious and letting go Oftentimes why we are perfect also is because we're afraid. So we're afraid of the ramifications if it's not perfect. And I will tell you, you're better off putting something into the world than worrying about perfecting it because then nothing gets done. So really finding that balance. Yeah. Is and this goes back to delegation too. I mean, sometimes we'll talk to people and they are so, you know, they're overwhelmed with work. And yet when we kind of dig down and talk about if they're delegating, we hear things, well, they don't get it right and this and that. And it's like, we, you got to really look at that and say, I, you know, I remember I used to tell the people that worked for me, I would say, listen, we may do things very differently. I don't care how you do it. I just care if you get it done yes. the right way. You know, if we wind up in the same place, we can take whatever, you can take whatever road you want. It doesn't have to be my way. You so know, and you need, you need to be able to let go also your people won't grow either 
If, right, if you hold the reins too tight. No, so let go you know, and even if they make a mistake, I mean, if they're making repeated mistakes, that's a different issue. But even if they make a mistake, you know, and I'm putting in quotes a mistake, let like let go of that and correct it. That's part of the process. It is. That's a great point. Yeah. I, I'm so glad you said that because I think we get so caught in our control freakness mm-hmm. that we end up wanting to do it ourselves as opposed to delegating it. And it and then we end up just overwhelmed, not saying no, not prioritizing and all the other things that keep us from being successful. Those seven habits of success yeah. that we're talking about. It's really important. Habit number six, Mimi, this is, I'm going to let Mimi talk about this because this is Mimi's wheelhouse. She's so well, it, good at it. It's this. become my wheelhouse, but it never was. And that is networking. So when I left my corporate job, I realized the importance of going out there and building authentic relationships, which is really what networking is all about. However, when I was in corporate, I thought of networking as something that I had to do. It seemed very icky to me, although I was in a couple of professional organizations, so I was networking in that way. But if I had to give advice to myself, being years out now, I would say start to build relationships and keep in touch with people because it really will make all of the difference whether you decide to step off and do something on your own or even as you continue to grow with either within the organization or outside of the organization, people get jobs because of who they know. And that's not a sleazy thing. It's just a like, know, and trust factor. And that's the way decisions are made. So go out there and talk to as many people as you can and build those relationships and do it while you're not looking for a job or not looking for something, because that's when the proof is really in the pudding and also do it with the idea of helping others as well, because then you'll get no, you know, because then people will want to help you. So, so I want to add to that two things I wanted to add. One is last night we were on a clubhouse and a woman who works full time started asking us questions like, what, what can I do now to start building my, because I want to step off later on. What can I do now? What, what is the foundation I can build now? And Mimi and I said, start networking and start becoming a thought leader, start getting involved in boards and on yeah. in associations and start re- representing and presenting yourself as an industry leader on that topic. And it's made a, you know, in a, if you start doing that now and planting that seed, it can make a tremendous, tremendous difference. difference. Tremendous you, difference. When, whenever, even if it's just for anything, right? So the, and the other side of that is when you really put yourself out there and start networking to connect, you become more valuable. So yeah. another example, story time with Jackie, we have new, a new client that we are working with, co-founders that we are working on doing some workshops with. This co-founder has a very specific niche on a business that they are launching in August. Now, I have a different networking, a part of a networking group, Dreamers and Doers. I had a networking coffee with someone who is hitting that same exact niche, completely different businesses. I put them together. Now, does that benefit me at all? No, but does it benefit both of them to be going after and working towards influencing the same audience and maybe leveraging and coming up with some sort of even conversation? Absolutely. And that's what networking is really about. Yeah. How do you connect everybody else? Exactly. It's the human first approach that we talk about over and over again. Hashtag human first. Hashtag human first. Yay. (laughs) All right. All right. Number seven. No. Acknowledge, write down, keep track of all of your accomplishments. 
big and small. Big, right? We, we always tend to do that, right? Oh, I got promoted, right? And then that accomplishment, or I've got this big piece of business that what we don't acknowledge enough of the small accomplishments and you need to keep a notebook of it. Keep a notebook of it. I used to every week, I've talked about this before, every Friday, I would make a list of what needed to get done the fall, you know, the next week. So I could hit the ground running on Monday. And every Friday I would look at that list and make notes of what I accomplished. And that, and I kept it in one document. And that is what I would go to when either I was asking for a promotion or a raise or a special project or during review time. That easy. It takes all of the stress out of it. And guess what happens when you go to look for that new job? You have your resume right yeah, there. Yeah, it's right there. It's right there. It's right there. You. And you know, that's another, so I have two quick things to yes. add. One is, and I, when you said this, it reminded me, you should always be updating your resume. Even if you're not looking for a job, just have it current. It's a great exercise in keeping you fresh on talking about your skills. So make sure that you're always updating your resume. It should be done at least once a year. And secondly, and this may sound like it's going to come out of left field, but it's something I just thought about. As you move up in your career, let go of the tasks that are I'm going to say beneath you, and it does not, that is not what I mean beneath you, but there is a perception that you want to show your coworkers that you are stepping into larger roles. So at some point, you want to let go of the things that are really more appropriate for a more junior person to do. And I think sometimes people get caught up in that they want to be a team player and it's okay to roll up your sleeves and dig in during crunch time, but don't be, don't keep tasks that are no longer suited for your skill set in your day-to-day. You've got to let go of those and then step into the bigger role. The workhorse doesn't get moved. Yeah. I mean, that's right. The workhorse, we think, well, this is, you know, um, it's, it's not showing your value. And I think it's a hard concept for, especially for Generation X women to, you know, wrap their mind around. It's important. And it's a perception. Yeah. And perception is important. Perception is reality. Yeah. Perception is reality, ladies. All right. So we have given you the seven habits, seven, I got my seven, hands up. Plus seven, a bonus. Seven habits of highly, wait, no, we're calling it the seven habits of accelerating your career. <laughs> We've got to remember what we called it. We are really excited. We wanted to give you really good touch points, things that you can follow that can help you accelerate your career. There's one little thing that's the strand that we need to pull through all of this and that's self-care. We don't want to go through all of this conversation without reminding you that if you don't take care of yourself, you can't be as successful as you want to be. There's yeah. no way you will burn out you will get exhausted, you will get diminished. And so you absolutely 100% have to remember to pull that through and recognize and touch base with yourself so that you know when something's not right. Yeah. The other thing is we have an upcoming mastermind. So if you are listening to this, take action right now because our mastermind will be closing, I think maybe tomorrow when you listen to this. Anyway, it is the Accelerate Your Career Mastermind. And this mastermind is going to be an intimate group of women who are excited about accelerating their careers. You get direct access to Jackie and I. It's for six weeks. Each week, there is a new topic that will help you accelerate your career and get you to where you want to go. 
And then we do live coaching. We do live coaching once a week. Plus we have a WhatsApp community for all of the participants. So not only can you access us, but you can really access your cohorts. So you can network to build your your own cohort. And that's what's wonderful about it. A lot of times when we are doing group coaching programs and masterminds like this, the, be- the benefits are the learning, the access to the coaches, the thinking differently, the accelerating your career by really pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. And then also seeing that there are other women experiencing things very similar to what you're experiencing. Yeah. As a matter of, as a matter of fact, two of the women from our past cohorts, both of them um, got new jobs. Yes. Within, within that timeframe. So it's a powerful mastermind head on over to the restingmind.com. You'll see it right on our homepage. You can learn more, you can sign up, but don't wait because the cart is closing. Yes. It's closing this week. So you need to act Time is of the essence. And do not hesitate. Trust me, it is an amazing opportunity for you guys to really accelerate your career. And we're happy to help you do that. Okay, ladies, until next week. Cheers cheers to your magnificence. If you like this episode, leave us a review. It'll help more Gen X ladies find us so they can make their life magnificent. Magnificent.